0: little heads up the final section of this episode is a pretty freaky little guy so if you spook easily beware
1: <laughs> <laughs> i spook easily, easily. So, so be careful. careful when you handle
0: me a is for anything B the baby blue C is classy, clams and clogs. D for doggy doo, that's two. E is easy, F for flange, G for gallon, H for ham. I for idiot. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. J. K is kooky, L for lads, bargain ladies. Less, M for mummy. M for, for knock knock, who's there? Heepy Here Q, R, S, T, U for ugly. V for Venus. W for W. X is hard to comprehend. Why can't I just reach the end? Z for zebra, zinc and zanies. Baglioni, zip, zucchini. Zoom and zoom and zippelin too. The alphabet is really cool.
2: Oh, ah. so um, <laughs> wow! What's like a spooky? Okay, I'm just gonna a spooky. Okay,
0: Whoa.
2: What's a spooky with you? Yeah, like spooky old Halloween, like spooky old Halloween right round the corner. Yes, S-
0: no. Right tomorrow.
2: I yeah, think. like right
0: round the corner. Right round the
2: corner.
1: Because <laughs> it's, it's the 30th today, is it not? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> and if I may kick us off. Please. Um, yes. If you close your eyes, and oh. perhaps do close your eyes, just go for it.
1: Okay. I'm going to say... We've done this before. Yeah. Hey, you
0: made us close our eyes before. I didn't yeah. make you close your eyes. I and told you... And then you stripped us. And gave us a chocolate button. <laughs>
2: <laughs> close your eyes, girls. <laughs> Girlies. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Honestly, be sensible now. No, I'm not i talking am. about the sweet. Okay. <laughs> unbutton your trousers
1: no <laughs> not again
2: no no okay close your eyes Okay. I'm going to say one word to you okay Halloween oh my <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that you were going to say that okay what are you thinking I'm saying Halloween what do you see you can open them again bats
1: yeah no pumpkin I do see pumpkins you do don't you
2: don't you just and that is so lucky because pumpkins are my topic today whoa so I mean they are just about the most synonymous visual we have with Halloween I feel my favourite horror film of all time Halloween the 1978 film by John Carpenter featuring a very young Jamie Lee Curtis as a somewhat doomed babysitter the opening credits are just a shot of a pumpkin, a jack-o'-lantern with a candle flickering away in the dark as some very spooky music plays. So Can you sing it? It goes... Sounds like Clark's fucking
1: copy. I'm tone deaf. So I can hear in my head what you do. you try singing? But I can't replicate. It's hard, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's actually better than what I was doing. So it's sort of high pitch, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like that, yeah. It's a fabulous film. Mm. Terrifying Michael Myers. Anyway, pumpkins, we carved them on Halloween and they are in, I feel more in America, referred to as jack-o'-lanterns. I hadn't heard that phrase before
1: I was getting into my research for this.
2: I hadn't oh. heard of it until oh. like it came up in American culture I think it's referred to in the movie Halloween I was just talking about because Jamie Lee Curtis brings a pumpkin to carve with the children that she's babysitting I'm pretty sure she calls it a jack-o'-lantern but you don't tend to hear it thrown about in this country no but I realized it does actually date back further than I thought
0: Mesopotamia
2: (laughs) (laughs) the Sumerian king list um no so According to the (laughs) Merriam-Webster Dictionary in 17th century Britain, it was common to call a man that you didn't know Jack. So I guess that's the Jack the Lad thing. And so a night watchman, for example, could become a Jack of the Lantern, -lantern. Mm Jack-o'-lantern. So that's one... There is a record of that in 1704 and in 1663 of that term Jack-o'-lantern being used to refer to such a man. But... There are other other reasons that we use <laughs> the term jack o' lantern. One of which before I get on to the, the pumpies themselves.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Please. Don't Never. you ever and I will
2: be referring exclusively <laughs> to pumpkins as pumpies in this section. No.
1: Oh, no, I'm gone. I'm gone at pumpies. <laughs>
0: You're <a> naughty
1: girl. you <laughs> what you have done. <laughs> oh. oh god.
2: Been a long day, okay. So, uh. pumpies. Um, no, <laughs> jack o' lantern. So, there's this phenomenon referred to as ignis fatuus that, that is Latin for foolish fire, and it's a natural phenomenon that occurs in marshlands and bogs and peat bogs, which are particularly prevalent in Irish countryside but also around the UK. And it's essentially a flickering light that appears like a sort of a flickering flame atop the marshes. Jelly is still absolutely losing oh, her mind sorry. at the pumpies. <laughs> she's, she's weeping. Will, I
1: know. There's blood coming out of her oh, eyeballs. It must be that rare period thing. Okay, I'm done. I'm
0: back. <laughs> no, if someone hasn't listened to the last episode.
2: What oh, yeah. was it called? Vicarious menstruation? Yes, yes. very
1: good. Someone
2: does pay on. attention. Is that like a, a willow wisp? Is that exactly it? A will-o-the-wisp. Will-o-the-wisp. wisp will Will-o-the- Wait, let me check. That's correct. Willow the wisp. Will like as in <laughs> will of the wisp. Right, yeah. Will-o-the-wisp. Yeah, will-o-the-wisp. <laughs> are these ignis fatuus, which is this flickering flame gases that what? are resulting from decomposing. What is going on? <laughs> this is a real thing actually. This isn't made up. But it's it's basically a phenomenon where gases are coming out of decomposing organic matter and they combust. And so it happens in marshlands where in folklore it's been explained by like the presence of a ghost or a spirit. Scientists say the likely explanation, it's a kind of bioluminescence and it's caused by the oxidation of phosphine, diphosphane and methane produced by organic decay. But... These wisps, these will-o'-the-wisps, were also referred to as jack-o'-lanterns. Ah! And in the kind of more folkloric, mythical reading of them, the idea was that travellers would see them and be kind of drawn towards them. But then when you get closer, you just sink into
1: a bog. So they're they're kind of like this trick. I hate to bring it back to Harry Potter, but hinky punks...
2: Actually, this is another word for the -the Will-o'-the-Wisp, a hinky punk. Is it really? Wow, okay. What a name.
1: Now I know where it's from. First child. What, What your your, your first child?
2: Hinky punk. Hinky punk Hackman. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. So yeah, these Will-o'-the-Wisps, hinky punks could also be referred to as jack-o'-lanterns. There's another explanation for the the origin of that term. But I think really to explain to you what a jack-o'-lantern is, I must tell you the tale of a particular jack from Ireland. Okay. Stingy Jack. Oh, so you don't st- want to go to the pub with him. Mm. No, you don't. Nor to dinner, nor to dinner. Nor to Anywhere. Christmas. Center parks or
1: <laughs> the fair. What's wrong with being stingy
2: at center parks? Well, uh, don't you have to pay for stuff there as well? I <sighs> probably all in. That's true. Actually no, I think you, I'm sure you do. Anyway, okay, so Stingy Jack, as legend has it, tricked the devil for his own monetary gain. So when he died, God wouldn't let him into heaven and the devil wouldn't let Jack into hell. And so he was doomed to roam the earth for eternity. And the thinking is, there are kind of two versions. One is that the devil took pity on Jack and so gave him an ember of coal to light his turnip lantern as he wandered all over the earth for eternity because originally before pumpkins came along turnips and other root vegetables beetroots and potatoes were used for lanterns so the
1: devil gave him a little piece of cow for his turnip (laughs) were they used (laughs) (laughs) a little piece of cow were they used as lanterns outside of Halloween I think so
2: because I read something that I've forgotten the metal already but the metal that was uh, commonly used for lanterns was kind of expensive so they were a way it was a way of having some kind of light Mm -hmm. that didn't involve paying for metal. Makes sense. But most of what I read about them was very much in relation to Spooksville, so we'll stick to that if I may. But the other thinking was that people started to carve demonic faces into turnips to scare off Jack's wandering soul. Ah. So that's why they were meant to look extra spooky. Now why, you may ask, does this happen specifically on Halloween? Why? Why? Why yeah, yeah. Um. Because Halloween is apparently, a lot of it, a lot of the traditions of Halloween are based on the Celtic festival, Samhain. This is
1: where our... Belt,
2: sec- Samhain. Our sections crossed. <laughs> I'll keep it brief for you. Which was celebrated on the 1st of November and was essentially the end of the harvest season and the start of... It was formerly, that was the new year, but it was, I guess, the beginning of winter as well. And according to tradition myth legend on the eve of samhain it's when the doorways to the other world opened allowing supernatural beings and the souls of the dead to come into our world and so hence people would want to spook people off as much as possible keep their homes safe by creating terrifying images into it faces to scare the scary to scare mm. the scaries but also
0: surely i'd be like ah,
2: oh, old friend but also i read that it was just to replicate something scary and to kind of embrace it in some way i mean as with everything there are many different versions and our research is generally quite light touch <laughs> <So>. speak yourself <for laughs> yeah <laughs> so The idea took a deeper hold during this festival of like having these these carved out turnip things. And then the pumpkin thing came along when in America in like the eighteen hundreds, when Irish people had moved to America and introduced this this tradition of the turnips, but pumpkins seemed to be a slightly more practical solution. So the jack-o'-lantern became what it is today. And I think the term that I read in one article I was reading was how pumpkins kind of provide this merrily macabre mood, which is so true. Pumpkins yeah. have a merriment to them. They've
0: got a lovely orange glow. Lovely orange glow. Yeah, And they've yeah. often got
2: that kind of toothless smile. Yeah, and I smell. A lovely smell, sort of gentle squash flesh. Yeah. Burning. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. charred. Charred, <laughs> charred flesh. Charred squash. And then I think when it really blew up in America was in... Pumpkins started to show up in, like, 1800s literature, and then they really took off because... Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I just find the name spooky, and I can't believe it's a real place. Sleepy Hollow? Yeah. Mm. It's such a spooky name. I think, in reality, what happens is... <laughs> I'm just checking my notes. Um... <laughs> In the climax of the story, the headless horseman chucks an uncarved pumpkin at Ichabod Crane. So I guess that would knock you out pretty quickly.
0: Mm, Yeah.
2: Who is never seen again. But most images of the terrifying villain portray him holding a fiery jack-o'-lantern. So that's what helped the pumpkin kind of become synonymous with Halloween and uh, endear it in the hearts of Americans everywhere. Mm. And then... And then it kind of came back across the Atlantic. Yeah, so it went Americans bloody love it. Went from Ireland to Too America. Obsessed. And then I didn't realise apparently until the 90s pumpkin carving wasn't a massive thing here.
0: Oh, golly. Yeah. That can't be true. I feel, I swear my mum said something about carving pumpkins.
1: Because also I remember, I remember us said having
0: that- pumpkins when we were really small. But that was the 90s. Maybe you were, like, doing the cool new thing. Uh, maybe. Yeah, it could be. But I do also feel like my parents have said, and my dad is from America, and they've said that it's, like, when they were kids, it wasn't really a big deal here at all. And now it's, like, kind of yeah, become I do, a big thing. Every, every single year that goes by,
2: there seems to be a bigger emphasis on...
0: Halloween, Halloween here
2: and also on the topic of pumpkins it is pumpkin spice latte season which did not used to get acknowledged in any way in this country but now people do acknowledge like Starbucks does pumpkin spice lattes that's yeah. such an American thing yeah. yeah and I went into my local co-op it is not a big shop just this week and they've got a lovely tray of ornamental gourds which is <gasps> gourds? not What's a gourd? You know, like mini pumpkins with different colours, lovely ridged skin. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Squashes,
0: marrows.
2: Fur- but but fur- all, of all kind of pumpkin shapes. And yeah. th- this isn't for, I mean, you could eat them, but these are definitely ornamental gourds. And I'm like, at what point did Co-op decide mm. that we were celebrating ornamental gourd season?
0: My favourite season. It's a beautiful <laughs> season.
2: I, I love it. I love the colours of the season. Yeah. Mm. They're better than Christmas, but it's just, I feel like, it grows exponentially every yeah every year. Mm. And speaking of growing exponentially, just today, so perhaps it happened yesterday, but I read a news story today that a man from Minnesota has broken the world record with the largest pumpkin. It is 2,749 pounds, which is 1.24 tonnes. Wow. And he drove it to California for this competition for Minnesota. And he spent £15,000 feeding
1: it.
0: <gasps> what, on the drive? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a lot of jalapeno and dill crisps. It's a lot of money. <laughs> and he's won 30 grand.
2: So I guess he's made his money.
1: 15000
2: Yeah. He's a horticultural teacher as well. So he knows what he's doing. But it just that seems feels like, like an
1: unfair advantage. Feeding it with what?
2: Where yeah, are their well,
1: children going missing around the yeah. town of Minnesota? He was photographed with a small baby. Mm-hmm. And where's that baby now? In the belly of that gourd. Exactly. Keeping the jaws of the
2: jack o' lantern. Exactly. And it was a jack o' lantern gourd, so. Is someone going to carve it? Good luck to them. They'd need an extremely long knife, chainsaw. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. I guess so.
2: And I suppose some of the most like artistic pumpkin carving is just where you don't cut the whole way through, you just remove bits of the skin and there's all that kind of clever lighting yes that's true anyway I've really got nothing else to say about pumpkins well that was lovely enlightening fuck I forgot to do the most important thing
1: which is (laughs) I brought you some pumpkin chocolate oh Oh. yes
0: please I haven't had any that is the most important thing
2: (laughs) can I eat Chockeys while you speak.
1: Yeah, I'd love you to. I'm going to crack a B-E-E-R. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Chin-chin. So as we're doing a Halloween special, Yeah. Gina picked pumpkins. Yeah. And I'm picking trick or treating, partly because it's something that I do have quite a troubled relationship with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, what, what, what? what do, trick what, or treat? What are your experiences? <laughs> of, question of trick or treating. Did you do it as children? We were talking about it in the office today, and someone I work with said that her parents wouldn't let them trick or treat. Not for like any other reasons, other than it was just a bit like silly. It didn't
0: even get raised in my household. Yeah, same. So maybe that thing about the pumpkins in the 90s is true. That's what, what you I'm mean what, what do you
1: mean by that? As in it was a dead cert? or it was you did, never it just a possibility. Wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. Are you kidding me? But no. I mean,
0: like I lived up a hill.
2: Yeah, you lived in a city. So yeah. that seems like a legit, easy thing to do. Yeah, yeah. The only That's time I true. did well, trick I was or treat in as a child, I completely misunderstood the meaning of trick or treating. I was at my friend's house and we just knocked on all of her neighbours' doors, not in October, and said trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we just kept going back to this one guy and he was just like leave me alone
1: okay it wasn't it enough. wasn't Halloween and what were we after you just were ringing his doorbell saying trick or treat like Marika in the <laughs> I wasn't ringing
0: anyone's doorbell no you weren't you were shoving it was silent <laughs> Um, I went once when I was at a friend's house for Halloween but again it was countryside vibes so there were only like three houses you could hit and one of them was Alexa Chung's parents' house. <gasps> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and her dad came to the door and gave us a box of Ferrero Rocher. Of course he fucking clearly, did. clearly he hadn't... Because why would you? You live in the middle of nowhere. Why would you prepare? Like, living in London now, like, I always buy candy for the kids. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you wouldn't prepare in the countryside. So he obviously just kids? got his, like, box His, his chockey stash ch- out. Chocky stash, yeah, and gave it to us.
2: I, I'm interested that you buy... Sweeties for the children now?
0: Well, because they're going to come knocking. There's kids Family there's kids you. in the block, so yeah. they might come up. I might as well just grab a yeah, lovely, grab a bag of Lovely something. thing to do. Oh, I'm it's quite do fun, Chuck. They're all very
1: sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. Isn't that nice for her? I, um, the dogs I think come to my them. mum was like saying, <laughs> it was almost Halloween a few years ago,
2: and she was like, oh, we should get some sweets for some children because in the village that they live in, people like to trick or treat. My dad was like, Get some toffees to glue the little shit mouths together.
0: <laughs> yeah, then you're going to get thrown eggs
2: at your house. Well, exactly. I think he did. Someone came trick or treating once, and this was, you know, we didn't trick or treat. We weren't. It wasn't the house. I've got a chocolate lodged in my mouth. Right
1: now. <laughs> that was after he just said Chockey to glue the little shit's mouths closed.
2: <laughs> and uh, someone came round and said trick or treat, and my dad said trick, and <gasps> they um. Squirted him with a water gun. Oh, Lord.
1: How did he take that?
2: Like a... Champ. Miserable man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I, of trick-or-treating age, I was living in London. It was more the opposite. It was, it was not a thing that you wouldn't do it. Yeah. We lived on, like, a busy street and with loads of kids and houses and stuff. And my parents were always... Like, I remember my mum my always, like, decorating the house and stuff. In, and we had a witch that hung off some little uh, see-through strings on her broom, and my my middle brother in particular still does absolutely loves it, really really loves it. And what, trick or treating, um, ha- Halloween. Harry goes no no Halloween, <laughs> but he loves trick or treating, and I think this is why I have a funny relationship with it is because he must have been maybe what twelve, uh, maybe younger, maybe like ten, and I remember. We'd have, like, buckets of sweets for the kids to come round and ring the doorbell and stuff, and then three, like, much bigger teenage boys rang the doorbell, and Harry answered the door with his little bucket of sweets. And I think I was sitting on the stairs. They must have been, like, kind of 15-, bo- 16-year-old boys, and they just punched Harry smack bang in the stomach and stole his little buckets of sweets that he'd, ha- he'd like, had out ready to give them, being like,
0: trick-or-treat. horrible.
1: And I remember feeling, like, so betrayed... By Halloween, by Halloween, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, and obviously, he, it was horrible to see my brother be punched. Yeah, and he was so tiny, and they were so big.
0: What freaks? That's ho- such a weird thing to do.
1: I think it's more common than you think. I think it, <laughs> not not that specific thing, but I'm interested by the like, you know that film where the, where the premises they for one night of the year they lift all the, the rules and yeah, The, the Purge. purge. Yeah. In my head, that's sort of what. Halloween, it's yeah, maybe <laughs> people just go crazy. <laughs> they? Well, no, they but, dress up crazy, but I feel
0: like it's teenagers, yeah, probably.
1: See, there's it like as a, a just there's just an edge of where it can always turn a bit nasty, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I feel more that about like football, World Cup,
1: w- men's, yeah. <laughs> um Don't you dare to be clear that about <laughs> our oh, <Linus>. ladies <laughs> i feel Excuse more me, of that
2: fear that you're describing when there's a big sporting event yeah. or new year's eve perhaps but i i can imagine how horrifying it was to see your
1: brother punched in the stomach by some <laughs> older was, boys yeah
2: but i just feel like halloween is a bit lighter generally
1: no i'm sure it is and actually having nephews has has really re ignited the lightness. And it's the whole thing's very sweet. Maybe it's the cuspy like teenager dum where you're sort of feeling like you're too old for it and you're like, I'm not gonna dress up. or I still you, want some sweets. But I still want some sweets. I don't know. Like there's a cusp of it maybe around twelve and fourteen where you begin to feel like you're too old for it and then you start taking the piss out of the tradition. Being a little cunt. And being a little cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but also I don't have much to base that on, except, (laughs) (laughs) well, well, so let's, let's take a look at the origins of trick-or-treating and much like in Gina's section, it holds its roots in the festival of Samhain. It's all centered around that, which was celebrated on the night of October the 31st. It all comes from the Celts. (laughs) Shelley did a lovely hand flourish there as far as I can see who were living roughly 2,000 years ago in what we now think of as Ireland and also some parts of northern France who believed, as Gina, you were saying that the dead returned to earth on Sarwain and on that night people would gather to light bonfires offer sacrifices and pay homage to the dead and then Sort of what you were saying with the pumpkins, during the evening, various villagers would disguise themselves in costumes made of animal skins to drive away phantom visitors. Ooh. So they would start dressing up to make themselves look scary, because yeah. exactly the same as you were saying, Jean, and they worried about, about the pumpies, about the pumpies coming out <laughs> of the graves. And banquet tables were prepared and food was left out to placate unwelcome spirits must have been quite spooky seeing... It sounds a bit scary, very yeah, scary.
2: Yeah. I thought the idea of everyone dressed in their animal skins and things, it just makes you more scared. Yeah, definitely. But perhaps it made you feel emboldened if everyone was all dressed up and you were doing it to keep other evils at bay.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's like playing dead. Yeah. Like, oh, me too. I'm a ghost. But... Don't spook me. Yeah, yeah. So
1: that's going on. And then forward a few more centuries and people are beginning to dress as ghosts and doing little performances in exchange for food and drink this custom became known as mumming <laughs> <laughs> don't know why but love that and it dates back to the middle ages and that's thought to be like the antecedent to trick-or-treating trick-or-treating as we know it actually has quite a sad histoire in the In the 16th century, it became customary in England for poorer families to go begging on All Souls Day, which is the 31st of of October. 31st of Halloween. (laughs) Um, And then it sort of became a thing that your children would go and do it for you if you had them. And children would come back with little cakes called soul cakes, which had crosses on the top which I guess was a religious thing. Like a hot cross bun. So yeah, it sounds like a hot cross bun. sounds, sounds like a hot cross, like cross like bun. A bloody hot cross sounds, sounds like a In exchange for the children of the poorer families and their families praying for the wealthy families' loved ones to be, like, delivered from evil and stuff. So it was a little bit spooky already. And then, <laughs> in Scotland and Ireland in particular, young people took part in a tradition called guising Dressing up in costume and accepting offerings from various households, and rather than saying that they'd pray for the people that they, whose houses they're visiting, like loved ones and stuff, and trying to keep them free from the evil eye, they would sing a song, recite a poem, tell a joke, or perform another sort of trick ah. before collecting their treats. treats. But okay, trick <laughs> or treats. <laughs> <laughs> that felt a little flatter than I thought it would.
2: <laughs> <laughs> trick or treat, sorry if you're coming to this, but mm. are you offering a trick
1: or asking for a treat? Like it's win win. You're, you're offering a trick in In exchange for in a treat. For a treat. So then why is there an awe about it? Yeah. It's trick and treat. Trick then treat. Trick for treat. Trick for yeah. treat. Yeah. Trick for treat. Oh, so then I've written <laughs> in the early twentieth century, Irish and Scottish communities received the old world traditions of souling and guising in the United States. By the nineteen twenties, however, pranks had become the ac- the Halloween activity of choice for rowdy young people.
2: Ah, the rowdy young people. So I think you know this. It sounds like you've been whipped up by your research today. Some of your memories have been brought to the fore. <laughs> Triggering is the word. Triggered, yeah. Triggered.
1: Well, are you just, okay? no I'm okay <laughs> have another chockey. it's, have not, another even, it's not even my trauma well you were there I was there <laughs> um then World War 2 comes oh. along <laughs> <laughs> hey you're getting the, his- the histoire <laughs> then World War 2 comes along and the whole thing sort of takes a back seat because there's yeah. other stuff going on understandably <laughs> and sugar is rationed so no treats no treats flying around <laughs> in World just War 2 tricks. just tricks trick or war <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'll take trick after world war ii what do you think happens Boom! Oh, hello booms absolutely bloody booms! sugar sugar and it's now estimated that americans spend 3.1 billion pounds on sweets alone on halloween out of control that is guys. out of control out of control well an- another good fact that i heard which obviously piqued my interest, was that during the 18th century, single ladies devised Halloween traditions that were supposed to help them meet their romantic match. Ah, and
2: hence <gasps> the slussy Halloween costume.
1: Well, yeah, Sexy maybe. Sexy cat. But they used to throw apple peels over their shoulder hoping to see their future husband's initials in the pattern they made when they landed. And which they think is where... The bouquet. The bouquet came from. But Bouquet that, came? Okay. Bukake, Bukake, Bukake. 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 (laughs) That's where Bukake comes from. Um, (laughs) And when they were bobbing for apples at parties, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it PG. (laughs) Oh yeah. The winner would supposedly marry first. Oh, also, (laughs) most spookily, they used to stand. I don't know where.
0: Most spookily, (laughs) you come up with that, did you? you?
1: That's why I've copied and pasted from <laughs> Cosmopolitan. Uh, they even used to stand in a dark room holding a candle in front of a mirror to look for their future husband's faces to appear in the glass. Oh, that no, that's shivers down my spine. Bloody called... Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. I know what you're thinking.
0: No. No, you're not Sc- thinking scre- that. Screeing. That's an occult practice and you shouldn't be doing that with mirrors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's Candyman. Not... Well, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's like using mirrors to access the other rooms. Anna, Ooh, sorry, I guess. I oh, sorry. he has <laughs> <laughs> got a real... he's a candy man. But what's the thing about saying
1: Bloody Mary thrice and looking in the mirror?
0: I mean, that's... that's Get your period.
1: Yeah. The practice of, of screening <laughs> necessarily, really, but they're folktales, no? I am going to be scared looking at a mirror. Last little facts for you. Most popular costumes, can you guess? Cat. No, Witch. Skelly. Which is up there. Not Skelly. Spider-Man because well what? superheroes yeah so lame Prin- a pumpkin no <laughs> princesses what superheroes, that's not scary which vampire ghosts and pirate this is the stupid thing about halloween
2: when did it become that you just dress up as anything it's not world book day yeah no oh my so god now wish, there's a I bloody holiday was, yeah
1: there's a there's a there's bloody a- holiday what have you what have you gone as have that, you, for it, halloween for halloween yeah I don't um, tend to, to do Halloween parties that often, but... I did Gina? dress as
2: a hot dog last year. That's good. Um, this is a thing with it, Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> it's just which has become just about realize. nothing. But, you know, dressed as a paedophile in the past. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> would, it's meant to be about scaring people. Here. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. You've got to think spooky. Yeah. Think like the enemy. Me and my friend went as Brexit one year, which was both politically sharp and spooky. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I enjoyed Theo's last year. He went as an estate agent, which I thought was... That's very ...the perfect good.
1: combination of terrifying and... Sexy. ...and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, in my old age, I've learnt that if you are invited to a costume party, it is better to go whole hog... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not,
0: ...than to not go in with the theme. Yeah. As yeah. we can see by the way we're all dressed today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all invited here by each other. It's true. And we all said we'd dress up. Uh, Yeah. yeah. sorry.
2: Well, I'm done. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: So for my section, I'm going to be telling some spooky stories. Ooh! Yes. Uh, Mainly found on Reddit. Yes. (laughs) Which is fun because they are... Real, in inverted commas. Stories. Yeah, yeah. It's still really scary because it's people who are responding to the prompt of like, what is a really fucking scary thing that's happened to you? And it's all their experiences. It says, it says. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm gonna start off with one. That is from, a horse's mouth. A horse I know. A horse in your life. <laughs> okay. Set the scene. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Here we go. My legs spread. So this is mine. Are crossed firmly. No ghosts up there. Semi-crossed. Oh, so this guy lives in a house with his mother, um, mother, and she's she's like completely bed bound. She can't really eat or even speak anymore, and she can't even really sit herself up. And there are two live-in carers as well in the house. And one evening, he hears screaming coming from the kitchen. Oh, good Lord. And he runs into the room to find both of the carers in a state of terror, looking at the portable monitor for the camera in his mum's room. When he looks at it, he sees his mum doubled over in bed with her head on her knees and a huge shadow encompassing her and the wall behind her, which is strange because all the lights were on as well. So he goes up to the room to have a look. Oh, gosh. And when he enters, she's just fast asleep in bed completely normally. And the next morning, one of the carers goes up to give her breakfast and asks how she had slept. To which she responded, "I met death last night." Oh my god! Ooh. And she died a week later.
1: Oh my god! Oh,
0: I just got an entire face sensation. Yeah, I've got I've got squeaky shoulders. This that is like the fact that that's from you know horse via a horse is is like yeah, absolutely terrifying. Oof. Horrible, Bent double in bed. Bent double. Now, what is this? Is this sort of, she's reaching for her toes? Yeah, like completely flat over. Ooh. Bearing in mind she she needs to be helped to sit sit upright and even eat and everything. Oh, gosh. All right, so now. Okay, so this is from Reddit. I didn't actually get who got this one, but they all have really funny names anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Dragon Man 546. That's the one. (laughs) Um, So, it was the month of November. Okay. And I was visiting Edinburgh. Okay. Scotland. I'm spooked I'm spooked it's old it was cold (laughs) and I was layered in a long sleeve shirt sweatshirt and winter jacket I'm enjoying the detail that he's going into there's the reason for it in the evening my friends and I decided to go on one of the haunted walking tours that takes you through the vaults beneath the city
2: now I never have sympathy for these people Yeah, yeah
0: they are of course rumoured to be haunted by the poor destitute and deplorable people who died gruesome deaths therein One underground vault is said to house a particularly demonic spirit trapped within the confines of a stone circle built by Wiccans to protect the living from its unfettered evil. While standing alongside the stone circle, my friend, who herself is a Wiccan, began chanting quietly under her breath. Okay, I'm sorry, again, no sympathy for you. Yeah, come off it. To be fair, I actually... This person did say at the beginning of their story, I am a complete, like, non-believer in anything paranormal. So, obviously, they've just got a very spooky friend who's being a complete bastard. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, sympathy <laughs> sympathy in her sense of, like, I have sympathy, but I have no sympathy because they did go with their Wiccan friends. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, I know.
0: <laughs> it's a little yeah, yeah, bit yeah. silly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I suddenly felt a flurry of wind at my neck. Oh, then... Nails dug deeply into the flesh of my back and dragged down my body from my shoulders to my waist. I was completely frozen in fear, too shocked to scream, although I was filled with a white-hot pain. I spent the rest of the tour petrified, and when we emerged from the tunnels, I ran over to the bathroom of a pub where I pulled off all my clothes, which themselves were perfectly intact only to see bright red marks lining the naked skin of my back. No. Bloody hell. But that sort of stuff spooks me anything sort of de- demon. Which That vibes. is
1: really spooky. Time for my spooky
0: story. Actually, there's an interesting, very short one I've got here so here I'll read it it's very short and then I'll t- tell you why I'm reading it to you. Uh when I was 16 I was ri- this is obviously not me telling this again read it when I was 16 I was riding horses with my friend in the field beside her house the horse threw me and I hit my head hard the next thing I know I'm on my back in incredible pain staring up at my friend who is frantically screaming at me Dazed, my gaze shifted and then refocused on her friend behind her, a tall, thin man wearing a black suit and an old-fashioned wide-brimmed hat. He was staring unblinking into my eyes over my friend's shoulder. Days later, she came to visit me in the hospital, and I asked her about the man I'd seen. I thought it was the new boyfriend she'd recently told me about. She told me there was no one there but me and her. I find that one particularly scary because when I was in the hospital after my appendix had burst, oh god, oh and god. I was in I was actually in surgery and my mum was waiting in the hospital. She saw two very tall skinny men in wide brim hats like wheeling a body into the lift.
1: Oh god.
0: And going down, which that's not a thing you wouldn't be wearing that. There's like nothing. There's a there's apparently a thing that like the, 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 the spirits that come to collect you. Yeah that's how they manifest so I just thought it was very interesting reading that because I was like oh I think my mum saw those not obviously for someone else in the hospital because I'm still here oh god I can see someone no what no
2: it's just a man
0: what with a white broom hat most haunted now
2: (laughs) oh
1: god it's behind me it's just a man with a white broom hat and a sharp suit
0: I don't know what he's doing okay this one is the one that really got me okay and you'll find out why it's quite long Is it about the artist Marika Hackman? And it's about the artist Marika Hackman. Okay, no. So, try to not picture me, because I've never been a sophomore in high school in Chicago. Okay, I'm picturing you. You have. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, all right, here we go. I was a sophomore in high school in Chicago. Yep, that's the opening line. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, it starts with when. Uh, When I was a sophomore in high school in Chicago, we'd hang out and smoke pot and drink in a forest preserve near where I grew up. Ever since I was a kid, I would ride my bike the two miles to the edge of this specific preserve called Schiller Woods. You would always hear stories about Satanists sacrificing animals, suicides and other macabre stuff. As a teenager, it was a great place to party a bit undisturbed. We'd typically make a fire and hang out at night. And if police or rangers were onto us, we'd see them coming from a long way, away and take off. Over time, I was completely comfortable there and knew all the trails and terrain. One spring night... My friend Daryl and I were on our own and bored, so we decided to go to the woods. We walked the two miles from my house through oh, a sub not
1: Daryl not
0: <laughs> from my house through a suburb of the city and got there around ten PM. There was moonlight to see decently enough to walk the trails to a cool spot called Hidden Hill. It was a great place to chill out since you were elevated and can keep an easy eye out for rangers or any other vehicles. I ended up making a small fire because it was early spring, and at this point it was quite chilly at night. The leaves had only just started coming back. I had to be careful and made the fire in this little dip at the top so you couldn't see it from a main road about three or four blocks away. My friend had given me a joint, so I busted it out and we puffed it and bullshitted about school. It was pretty sleepy stuff and the fire was pretty warm in this little nested area. Without a word, Daryl laid back and went quiet, and I felt pretty tired too, and soon enough nodded off myself.
1: Oh, God. I
0: don't know why I woke up, but I did so with a start. Daryl was still sleeping and the fire was all but dead. (laughs) Daryl.
1: Excuse me. Sorry.
0: A bit warm with a small pocket of orange glowing coals. Sounds like my wedding night. (laughs) (laughs) Guys are killing the (laughs) tension. Sorry, sorry. It had been slightly cloudy when we had gotten there, but now it was super clear and much colder. Other than the soft hiss of the coals, everything was silent. There wasn't even any wind. I left Darryl and walked to the lip of the hill looking towards the road to see if I could spot any police. Content there was no one around, I relaxed and looked straight down the hill along the trail that disappeared into a grove of trees and saw a tall, white, two-legged creature pacing the foot of the hill. It had to be at least seven foot tall and was milky white. It had long fingers and seemed to be nude yet sexless. The thing that stuck out the most to me, though, was that you could tell by the way that it moved it wasn't a man. A human couldn't move like it did oh. its gangly gait was just bizarre i was frozen staring at it i just couldn't believe what i was seeing i distinctly remember trying to look at it differently to make sure it was there i looked to the road again in the distance and there were a few street lamps but definitely no vehicles that's when a motion caught my eye and i saw there was another one halfway up the hill to my left no. brushing through the tall grass they were definitely looking for something then I saw a third one, oh my God. far to my left down the hill at the tree line, staring at me. That's what got me moving. I hunched down so I was out of their sight and hustled back to Daryl and woke him up. I was trying not to freak out, but I could hear my voice trembling as I told him to get up, that there was something here. He was all, what do you mean something is here? His eyes popped wide open as he said it. I grabbed his arm and peered over the lip of the hill again, and then I heard Darryl suck in some air. I asked, do you see? And he cut me off and said, yes, let's no. get out of here. No, Daryl's seen them as well. Tell me what you see. He was beginning to panic and said, let's go, way too loud. The first one I saw down at the bottom of the trail looked right up at me at that point, Fuck. and I could see the light of the moon reflect into its eyes like you would on a dog or cat. He said with an annoyed edge to his voice that he sees a tall white thing and two more coming over here. He then looked at me and probably didn't like the look on my face because then he started moving away back towards the fire. He didn't know the woods as well as as I, so it was easy for me to make the decision to go down to the back of the hill to a creek and cut left with him close behind. We followed the creek along a wide path to an open field that would lead us to a busier road and then into a residential area. As we ran along the creek we could hear something very large crashing through the trees next to us but slightly behind and gaining. We got to the open clearing and kept running but halfway to the road I stopped and turned around. Nothing was following us. We hurriedly walked back to the rest of the field and finally felt safe when we got to the first block of houses. Oh my god! Now, okay, the that skeptics- is fucked up. Are they both on mushrooms? I'm saying there the- wasn't shrooms. There's cannabis involved. Yeah, but they saw the same thing. But okay, unprompted. I think I'm trying to allay your fears here. It's aliens, guys. it does sound
1: very alien they
0: sound
2: horrific
1: but i just
2: to reassure us all i think it's
0: not impossible to see the exact same thing if you're hallucinating but i don't think it's possible for the two different people without anyone giving info to the other one to see the exact same thing Mm. in that way unless it's there unless it's there yeah but
1: also we're just there's so much other stuff out there Yeah. Some stuff's going to slip through the net. Some stuff's going to slip through the net. Here it is. (laughs) Oh (laughs) my God.
0: (laughs) It's here. (laughs) Terrifying. More. Um, More, more. Scary stories. Scary stories. I've got another longie for you. Oh, yeah. Sounds like my wedding night. (laughs) Theo will be thrilled. (laughs) So it's this dude, and he's got. He basically says it's. It does sound a bit urban legendy, but he's like, "No, no, 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 no. This is my friend on the soccer team. Is this friend on the soccer team that is mentioned in this from the narrator, and apparently has seen text conversations that corroborate? There's also been things in the newspaper from Boston that corroborate. Oh, so Boston. that sounds legit. It sounds quite <laughs> legit. All right, so. I'm close with this guy on the soccer team who recently went on a date with a junior at a college near us. He matches with her on Tinder, takes her to dinner. They're having a good time and they get to talking about their lives and such. Okay, So on the date, she tells him about another date she's recently been on that left her with a bad feeling. She had matched with a normal looking guy on Tinder from the area and agreed to meet up after talking for a while. They went to a restaurant to get dinner and they had planned to go to a pretty popular bar near there for drinks after <laughs> <laughs> but she got a bad feeling by the end of the dinner and that didn't end up happening it wasn't anything too bad she could just tell he was a little bit strange and not her type so she gives him an excuse and goes home their texts after were amicable and she just you know puts it down so it's just a bit of a bad date not my vibe a couple of days later she meets up with this soccer fella um from the beginning of the story and he's re- just a friend of hers The soccer guy is the friend of the narrator. Okay. So she's going on a date with Mr. Soccer. Yes. Got it. And so she's told Mr. Soccer about this bad date. And now she's back on a date with Mr. Soccer. And they really hit it off. Um, And so her parents leave a few days after that for a trip. Oh, good Um, Lord. So she's she's told Soccer Guy about this. And the date went really well. He's going to plan on going over at some point to chill with her. So the first night they're gone, she wakes up to a noise in the kitchen her room is on the second floor, the kitchen's on the ground floor, and there's a basement under that. So she thinks she's heard something, and it freaks her out badly enough that she calls her parents. And they're just like, you know, everything's fine. You're probably just hearing things because it's an old brownstone, don't worry. So, snore those guys. Second day, she's upstairs and hears a noise from the TV room behind the kitchen. And they don't have any pets, and these were the type of noises that would make you get up from what you were doing to make sure something hadn't fallen over or whatever. And she had this feeling like if she had gone downstairs at that moment, then something really, really bad would have happened. So she calls her parents again and they say the same thing. She gets up the nerve to go downstairs and everything's normal. Nothing's moved. Nothing's knocked over. Alarm records don't show any doors opening. She's like, yeah, okay. I'm just freaked out. It's nothing. It's fine. Third day, everything's fine. No noises, no cause for concern. My friend, the soccer guy, um, was going to go over, but he's got an exam the next day, so he can't make it. So that evening, she's watching TV in her room, and hears a noise somewhere downstairs. This time, it's not something she can ignore. All of her adrenaline was firing, and she is actually freaking the fuck out. This time, she calls the police (gasps) without asking her parents, straight up. (sighs) You're scared if you're calling the police. Oh, yeah. Home alone, three nights in a row, big, big noises. Yeah. Yeah. Scary, scary. And the police are like, yeah, all of our cars are out right now. Um, since you just heard something, we'll just try to get someone over to check outside your house in about two hours, is what they say. That's no good. That's no, good. no good. But literally four minutes later, <gasps> a whole squad of police cars rolls up. Oh, my God. And it's like it's not just police cars. It's like riot vans, like Fucking proper hell. big armoured dudes knocking down doors. Um, she's upstairs watching all of this happening. They throw the front door open fan out across the house spreading through every single room and one of them tries the basement door and it's oh locked God. Locked from the inside. Oh, God. Oh, no. So they break down the flimsy door and they find her first Tinder date in the basement. No, no, no. He had completely covered one part of the room in heavy plastic tarp and <gasps> had a bag of heavy-duty butchering knives with no. him. No. The police immediately force a surrender and take him. Afterwards, she's told that the police... When she called them, had heard a second phone pick up. And when she hung up, they heard breathing and a click before he could hang up the basement phone. And that's why they sent the riot vans out. So he was listening on the line? He listened on the line. And they heard, she was saying they knew someone else was in the house because they heard it click. Eesh. That's horrible. The thing of
2: like that feeling when you do hear a noise at night and your whole body, especially if it wakes you, it's only happened. Oh God, I want to touch so much wood right now. But it only happened once where I was woken up by an actual loud bang. And the feeling, it's just like...
0: Yeah, it's horrible. All of your limbs are on fire. Yeah, that's what I love living sandwiched between the woman upstairs and the man below. Because you can just hear them. That's really time. nice. Even when I'm like alone, if Paul's gone away or whatever. Yeah. And dogs, they just make noises as well. Yeah, kind but when
1: animals freak, like. So, oh, yeah. So part of the thing. When, that, animals, when freak, animals freak, freak! <laughs> part of the thing that used to scare me about my grandparents' house was that they had a dog that he just refused to go over the threshold of the downstairs loo.
0: Right. Well, then it's definitely haunted. But
1: no other dogs have had that since. Prune and Ozzy both. Maybe you just fine.
0: hated
2: the smell of the poo in
1: there. I think it was just that it was like a damp cold. Was room. it after you'd been in? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, they know. They Actually, do know. I've got a small story from my dear friend NIF, who was babysitting in a house near where she grew up in Somerset, and it she showed me this house and like a picture of it online. It was like a manor. And it had some creepy name. And it honestly looked... Like, if you picture spooky haunted house in your head, it couldn't look spookier as a horrible driveway with really austere (laughs) gates. Like a
0: kind of... Like Mr Burns' Like a depiction from The Simpsons of a
2: spooky house. And there were, like, a few different instances of times that she babysat and weird stuff happened. But there was just this one that freaked me out so much. She said she was downstairs. She'd put the children to bed and... She was on the phone to her sister, you know, tucked them into bed and just getting on with the evening. She's on the phone and then she hears, hears this massive bang and a scream and then footsteps running down the corridor. So she was like, oh, shit, I've got to go. One of the kids is like... Because they were really naughty as well. So she said it took a while anyway to get them to go down. And she just assumed... To hell. <laughs> down to hell. <laughs> she just assumed they were out of bed and fucking about. And she goes up there... And looks through the door and she said, it was just, you know, when people are asleep because their breathing is so relaxed. Yeah, yeah. She was just so sure instantly that they hadn't been out of bed in the last half hour, let alone two minutes. And she spent the rest of the evening just sitting like on the kitchen floor. Like with the dog, there were, I think they had one or two dogs in this house, and apparently the dog was just looking up at oh. the ceiling, like
1: barking.
0: Terri- uh, that is terrifying.
1: Terrifying.
0: Yeah, that's horrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When the animals go, it's, it's time, time to, to go. go. <laughs> And on that note, good night. (laughs) Happy Halloween. Thank you so much for
2: listening to our Halloween special. Join us next week when we will be quitting, quitting,
1: queuing for queues, and quandering about corn. And you can follow us on Instagram at AS4Podcast.